Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to a beautiful Wednesday evening as we share God's word uh, in the Understanding the Goodness of God series. I am Dr. Chooks Ugohe here. I'm doing episode 287 tonight, 287, and um, is the sixth installment on the study, The Goodness of God and Adversity, The Goodness of God and Adversity. And we have uh, done five studies or five teachings already um, in the last five episodes, and uh, tonight is the sixth one, six, number six, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, we are going to read from... First uh, Samuel, chapter 17, 24, verse 24 and 25. But before I read that, I want to uh, set on the table that, as we have already said in the series, that adversity does not come from God. The enemy is the one who throws adversity, and sometimes he uses our disobedience as a launch pad to, to bring adversity into our life. Sometimes... You can even also be in obedience and still meet adversity. You know, like the time that Jesus asked his disciples to cross over to the other side, and as they obeyed him, they met a storm. So adversity uh, can come because of our disobedience. It can also come because of our obedience, okay? So in, in the case of what we're going to read in First Samuel chapter 17, David um, had been asked by his father, to go and check out his brothers who were fighting at war with Saul. King, King Saul had been at war with the rest of the men of Israel against a Philistine giant. It, well, against the Philistines, and they were represented by a giant. His name is Goliath. And this war had been on for the last 40 days. Actually, the, today that David is showing up is the 40th day. So for like 39 days, it's been on. And... Uh, Every time that Goliath shows up, the men are so scared. They are so scared they run away. Nobody had what it took to challenge Goliath, not even Saul. Remember that Saul was the tallest man in Israel. So, so if there was anybody to fight Goliath, Saul was the one because Goliath was tall. Saul was tall. Goliath may have been taller than Saul by a little bit, but Saul was tall. And Go Saul could not you know, confront Goliath, neither could anybody in the whole army of Israel confront Goliath. And this thing had happened for a long time. So Goliath was a big adversity. Goliath is adversity. Goliath represents that adversity that is in your life that is just refusing to go away. That adversity that confronts you, and every time it confronts you, it produces a negative emotion. I want to pack there. Let's read. Let's read. And I'm going to, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 24. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, when they saw Goliath, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. And were dreadfully afraid. So they were not just afraid, they were dreadfully afraid. Goliath is any adversity that, that provokes a negative emotion. It provokes fear. It provokes anxiety. It provokes... That's a Goliath. 
if you are dealing with any situation that provokes a negative emotion in you, maybe rage, maybe bitterness, maybe, you know, fear, anything that provokes a negative emotion in your life is a Goliath. And you need to listen to what I have to share tonight to learn how to deal with Goliath because you cannot continue to run away from Goliath. You need to confront Goliath so that you defeat Goliath that, that the, the, the Goliath will stop producing that dread in you, that anger in you, that anxiety in you, worry in you, you know, uh, um, um, a feeling of helplessness, a feeling of being a loser, that's the Goliath. You need to deal with Goliath. You need to deal with the adversity. What is it that's happening in your world that provokes that negative emotion? That's a Goliath. What is it in your life that that adversity, you know, every time you confront that situation or confront that matter, you are, you are overwhelmed with negative emotion. It produces negative emotion in you. You must confront Goliath. So what is going on here? The people get scared, dreadfully afraid, and they run. They flee from him. They run away from him. They don't want to confront him. They don't want to challenge him. They don't want to engage him. They run. And the problem with the Goliath you keep running away from is that he comes back tomorrow. He comes back tomorrow. So the only way to, to be free from this thing is to deal with this Goliath once and for all. So, verse 25. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him the king will enrich with great riches. Will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. So, Goliath is an adversity. And like I said yesterday, and I'm saying again today, every adversity, behind every adversity, is some, some blessing, some promotion, some, some, some opportunity. Adversities are, is one side of the coin. Behind, on the other side of the coin, is great blessing. Every adversity. And if you can, if you can understand that and deal with that thing and, and conquer it, and you will be able to flip the coin and reap the benefit on the other side. Every adversity has a blessing. Every adversity leads to promotion. Every adversity leads to increase. In this case, when David saw what was going on, David understood this message I'm preaching, that in behind every adversity, there is a blessing. So David was asking the question, what shall be given to the man who will take care of this problem? What shall be given to the man who will take care of this problem? Listen, there are, there are problems that are out there that, uh, that, that God needs somebody who will rise up to take on that problem and the person will reap a benefit. The person will reap a reward. In this case, there were threefold reward that was coming to David or to anybody who takes care of this, this problem, this adversity. Number one, great riches. He says the king will enrich with great, not just riches, great riches. This is going to be wealthy. <laughs> great riches. Number two. The king will give him his daughter for marriage, meaning this guy is going to become the son-in-law of the king, meaning that he's going to become part of the royal house. 
He's going to become a, 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 a member of the royal house. It doesn't matter where he was born. He's coming into royalty. He's coming into honor. Because if you're married to the king's daughter, you are, you are automatically promoted in social strata, in the society, you know? So, so there is elevation in society coming. Number three, exemption from taxes. So your family and your household will not have to pay tax again. And, and this exemption is your whole house, your father's house. Your brothers are even going to benefit from it. Can you see the amount of blessing behind this one adversity? Can I say this to you? If you're facing an adversity that's so big, you're facing a situation that is so, so humongous, so big, can I tell you something? Behind that adversity is great blessing. Behind that adversity is great. That Goliath is hiding a big blessing for you. So, when David came into the scene and observed what was going on, and he, he made up his mind, I'm going to take this giant on. I'm going to confront this idiot, and I'm going to get rid of this idiot. But for him, because of his understanding of what I'm sharing now, this message I'm sharing, David understood it very well. That behind, the greater the adversity, the greater the blessing. So when he saw Goliath, he wasn't seeing a, an adversity as it were. He was seeing the promotion. He was seeing the blessing. And that was what motivated him. I am saying that when we understand the goodness of God, we begin to see every adversity has a, a blessing behind so you can choose to see one side of the coin which is the problems or you see the other side of the coin which is the blessing which is the promotion so this adversity had a blessing and plenty of blessing for David and David decided to take it on and you know when he when he apply I mean when he approached the king Saul and told King Saul that he could take care of the problem. King Saul wasn't very uh, open to it initially. King Saul said, but you're a child. This guy is an experienced warrior. He's bigger than you. He's more experienced than you. You'd stand no chance of fighting together with him. But this is the thing. David says, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> I see him. I see him too big to miss. I can't miss him. I, I will go to deal with him. So when, when, when David told the king of his exploits, I've killed a lion, I've killed a bear, I'm going to take this guy on. The king eventually said, you know what? Maybe, you've got, you, maybe you, we have a chance to get victory through you. So go, take my armor. And <laughs> Saul gave him his armor to go and deal with this giant. And David took a few steps with Saul's armor and said, ah, sir, <laughs> this armor won't work. This armor will not work. I have, I have my way of dealing with things like this. I can't take this. I haven't used it. I'm not used to them. And he decided to drop them and fight Goliath on his own terms. Can I tell you something? The adversity that you are dealing with, if you, will, if you will focus on the goodness of God, God will show you the strategy. God will show you the strategy to, to use to overcome it. God will show you the strategy. In this case, the strategy was five stones and, and the sling. He wasn't going to use a sword. He wasn't going to use a spear to fight him. He was, what we need is to take this guy down. <laughs> and I don't have to use a sword 
to start fighting him. He, he might, he, in fact, he's, he's more experienced in sword fights than, than me. So I can't fight him with the sword. I'm going to fight him with what I know how to use. I know how to use a sling. So, I'm go so David decided to engage this giant with what he had. And guess what? God anointed what he had and he brought this giant down. And then, you know, and when he was coming against the giant and the giant was taunting him and, you know, raining insult and abuse on him, David re responded to him. David did not allow the giant to intimidate him. So, so the, the, the point here is David was well aware of the blessing behind this victory. If I will defeat this, this, this adversity, I will get a blessing. I'm not going to let this adversity overwhelm me. I'm not going to let this adversity talk me down. I'm not going to. Do you know that every adversity is talking to you? Every adversity is talking to you. The, the question is, what are you going to do with what you are hearing from that adversity? Yes, you are, you are facing a situation you don't like. You are facing a situation you are not comfortable with. You are facing a situation that is stressing you. You are facing a situation that is making you um, um, very uncomfortable. This situation is talking to you. What are you doing to the talk? Because this talk is going on in your head. And the purpose of this talk is to produce negative emotion, is to produce fear, is to produce anxiety, is to produce, you know, bitterness, anger, wrath, whatever. Negative emotions that are not good for your health, that are not good for your well-being, that are not good for your mental health or your physical health. You must learn that to defeat this adversity, you must challenge his words. You must challenge the words that this adversity is speaking to you. Everything is talking. Everything talks. Jesus approached a, a fig tree. And the Bible said, and Jesus answered the fig tree. And Jesus answered the fig tree. How does Jesus answer a tree? Meaning the tree spoke to him. He spoke to him and told him things that were not you know, it, it didn't come through his physical ear, but he heard it. He heard what the tree said. And Jesus answered the tree. So, so everything is talking to you. The situation you're dealing with now is talking to you. And when he's talking to you, what do you do with what it's saying? In David's case, David did not allow Goliath to shout and shout and talk to him and intimidate him. As Goliath was talking, David was talking back. David says, I will cut off your head. Meanwhile, he doesn't have a knife. He doesn't have a sword. I will cut off your head. I will feed you to the best of the earth. Nonsense you. And <laughs> David understood it. If I keep my mouth shut, Goliath will overwhelm me. But if I open my mouth, I speak my victory. David confessed his victory and went for Goliath and brought Goliath down. Hallelujah. And brought Goliath down. So, so look at the blessings that came to David. Exclusion from tax, <laughs> marriage to the king's daughter, great riches from the king's treasury. So, so automatically, David became wealthy. Automatically, David got a wife. Automatically, David was exempted from taxes. And not only him, his father's house. Every adversity has a blessing. You can, you can, you can look for the blessing and focus on the blessing and defeat the adversity, or you can allow the adversity to overwhelm you and make you, you know, uh, intimidate you, push you down, talk you down, make you cower. 
and make you develop high blood pressure, make you develop anxiety, make you develop stress. It's not, no. You, you, this thing must work for you. I said this, Goliath is bringing you promotion. Goliath is bringing you promotion. That's the purpose of Goliath. The devil wants Goliath to kill you. God wants Goliath to bring you promotion. So both God and the devil has an agenda for Goliath in your life. God's agenda for Goliath in your life is to bring you blessing. The devil's agenda for, of Goliath in your life is to bring you down, is to, is to kill you, is to destroy you. So choose. Choose. Is, is God's plan going to work for you to bring you promotion? Or you are going to act in the flesh and miss what God has for you? David brought Goliath down and enjoyed the blessing. Let me give you another illustration. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me read this scripture. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 21. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21. Let me read this scripture for you. Revelation 3.21. The word of God says, To him who overcomes. Revelation 3.21. To him who overcomes. I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. There is promotion behind every adversity. If you will overcome it, if you will not become bitter and get better, you will sit on the throne. Jesus says, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Remember, Jesus Christ overcame all the things that were thrown at him. He overcame the cross. He overcame death. He came back from the dead. Hallelujah. He overcame and was given a seat. Seat means rest at his father's throne. I'm saying to you, every time you overcome something, every time you overcome something, there's promotion. So whatever is happening is, a, is, a, is, a, is an opportunity for you to sit on the throne. Or you're going to allow the devil to make you sit on the floor. <laughs> you're going to allow the devil to make you sit on the floor. You're going to rise above it and sit on the throne. The choice is yours. I, I, I want to look at Joseph. Joseph faced many, many, many um, adverse situations in his life. He's, he was betrayed by his brothers. His brothers wanted to kill him because they were jealous of him. Envy were, were, were eating up his brothers because of the favor of God upon Joseph. They wanted to kill Joseph because of his dreams. They were so angry with him. And he faced the first, the first adversity of his life was the betrayal of his brothers. And they ended up deciding to sell him into slavery. And they went home and lied to his father that an, a wild animal had eaten him. You know, a wild, in those days, there were a lot of wild animals, bears, lions, and, you know, a wild animal had attacked him and eaten him. And that's what they told his father. And his father sorrowed and sorrowed and sorrowed and consoled himself and life moved on. He didn't know that it was a lie, that his brothers lied. They sold him into slavery. Uh, the, the, the slave traders bought him and eventually sold him to an Egyptian. The favor of God upon his life 
you know, shone in the Egyptian's house. And he was doing so well in the Egyptian's house that the Egyptian began to trust him. And just when Joseph thought that things were going well, another problem came. Mrs. Potiphar, the wife of his master, began to cast lustful eyes on him and wanted to seduce him into a sexual a, 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 a tryst. And Joseph says, no, 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 this is wrong. You can't be asking me to have sex with you. You are my master's wife. No, it's wrong. I cannot do this thing against God. I cannot do this. And the Bible says the woman pestered him, pestered him every day. Talk about adversity. That's adversity. That's adversity. This man didn't have peace to do his work. This woman was pestering, 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 pestering. And then one day, he went into the house to do his work. And then the woman grabbed him. And Joseph ran. When Joseph ran from the woman, uh, in order to escape, he had to, he had to leave his jacket. And, and the woman held the jacket. When, when Mr. Potiphar came back home, this woman came up with a lie and said that Joseph wanted to rape her. That Joseph wanted to rape her. Can you, can you believe it? Now, Joseph is lied against, and it's her word against his word. Joseph said, I did not do it. The, man, the woman says, you are lying. You came here. Look at your shirt here, or look at your jacket here, or look at whatever. I have your clothing as evidence that you came here to attack me. Joseph ends up being thrown into jail. Talk about adversity again. For a sin he did not commit. For an offense he did not commit. He's, he's thrown into jail. And he goes into jail. But again, he, he makes up his mind, I will not become bitter. I will not allow the circumstances of life to make me bitter. So he was cheerful. He was optimistic. He was of good character. He was hardworking. Before you know it, a good attitude in the prison brought him to favor with the prison uh, officials. And they made him a leader in the prison. Joseph, you know, emerged the leader in the prison. And they gave him VIP prisoners to look after. And now he's looking after VIP prisoners. And being who he is, he's not allowing all of this adversity to make him bitter. He's not allowing all this adversity to make him cruel, to turn him into a monster. Because people make excuses and say, you know, what, what I'm going through is what is making me become bitter, become a devil, become, you know, this ugly. No. Joseph did not allow that to happen to him. Somewhere in the mind of Joseph, Joseph understood the message I'm preaching today, that behind every adversity is a promotion, is a blessing. So I'm going to get that blessing. You know, while he was there, Pharaoh threw some men into jail, and he was looking after those, you know, high officers of Pharaoh. And one day he came, and these men were sad. And he was really concerned for their sadness. And he said, you know, I... I, I can, can I help you guys? You are not happy. What's wrong? And they said, we had dreams. So they told him their dreams. And Joseph interpreted their dreams. Joseph had a gift of dream interpretation. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a prophetic gift. He was able to interpret the dreams of the men. And then one of, as he interpreted the dreams, within a couple of days, the dreams actually came through exactly the way he interpreted it. So one guy was executed. One guy was exonerated. One guy was executed, one guy was exonerated. And then the guy who was exonerated, as he was going back to the king's palace, he, he, Joseph sent him a message. 
help me tell the king, the pharaoh, that I am innocent. I am very innocent. They accused me wrongly and put me here. I am not supposed to be here. I did nothing wrong. Help me tell Pharaoh. The guy gets there, became excited. Maybe he didn't find opportunity the first day to, you know, the first two days, the first two weeks, the first two months, and he forgot. Two years, two solid years, he forgot. He never mentioned David, um, Joseph to, to Pharaoh. He forgot until, this is the good God we serve, until Pharaoh had a dream. And when Pharaoh had a dream, Pharaoh told his uh, uh, wise men to interpret the dream. And they were not able to. In fact, Pharaoh said, tell me the dream and tell me the interpretation. They were not able to. And Pharaoh says, all of you are going to die. <laughs> I'm going to execute all of you if you don't, you know, come up with a, with, a, with a dream and interpretation. It was then that this guy, remember, ah, there's that guy in the prison. He's a Hebrew boy who was in the prison. And that guy was very good with dreams. So he went and told Pharaoh, there's this Hebrew boy I met while I was in prison. And that guy in the prison, he knows how to interpret dreams. Joseph's, jo uh, 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 Joseph's name came up there and Pharaoh says, go and call him. Go and call him. And they sent for Joseph. Joseph prepares himself to come before Pharaoh. And when he arrives before Pharaoh, he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And then not only was he able to interpret Pharaoh's dream, he was able to give Pharaoh a, 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 a blueprint to implement the solution that the dream implies. And then Pharaoh realizes that, ah, <laughs> who else can implement and execute these ideas except the one through whom he came? So Pharaoh appointed Joseph prime minister, from prisoner to prime minister. So all the adversity that Joseph endured, betrayed by his brothers, lied against by his, by his boss's wife, forgotten in prison, right now, he is being rewarded with a high position of the prime minister of Egypt. Can you see, behind every adversity, there is a promotion. And the adversity may last for a few days. The adversity may last for a few days, but there is a promotion. There is a lifting. There is an opportunity. The adversity, I don't care how long you have suffered. Listen to me. David, Joseph had 13 years spent going from one trouble to the other. 13 solid years. But in those 13 years, he was very optimistic. There is a reward. There is a promotion. And guess what? The promotion came. Overnight, he went from prisoner to prime minister. Overnight, he went from prisoner to prime minister. Why? He was able to deal with the adversities, deal with them positively and conquer them. The adversities did not get into him. You know, adversity can get into, into you and make you adverse. <laughs> And make you adverse. You become ad, ad, adversarial to people around you. You become adversarial to yourself. Even to God's plan for your life, you can become adversarial to yourself. Because of what you are going through. You now start sabotaging yourself. You start making decisions that are sabotaging you. Making decisions that are causing you to lose credibility. Making decisions that are causing you to lose momentum. Because you are sabotaging yourself. Adversity can make you sabotage yourself. Listen. If you sabotage yourself, you will, never, you will never be able to access the opportunities behind the adversity. So don't waste the adversity. Don't allow the adversity to make you sabotage yourself, undermine yourself, do stupid things that hurt you, do stupid things that create you know, obstacles for you. The, the, the only way 
to you know manifest the blessing behind the adversity is to keep your eyes on the goodness of God is to keep your heart knowing there is goodness coming to me <laughs> there is goodness coming to me this situation is going to yield a powerful breakthrough for me this situation is going to yield a powerful breakthrough for me and that was exactly what happened for Joseph he got a promoted to the prime minister position and not only that they gave him a wife Pharaoh gave him his daughter to marry remember he's been a prisoner you know he, he didn't have a wife but now he has Pharaoh's daughter as his wife and he got married so the blessings were so much in fact Bible said that Pharaoh put his ring of authority on his finger I mean making him his word became <laughs> the final in Egypt all those people, including Mr. Potiphar himself, were now under Joseph. All those people, even Mrs. Potiphar, when, was now under Joseph. That's how God can do things, eh? That's how God can do things. This is why you cannot allow the adversity to get into you. Oh, the storm outside must not get into the boat. The storm getting into the boat is what drowns the boat. Let me say that again. When the storm outside gets inside, the boat, the ship is going to sink. Don't let the storm get into you. Otherwise, the ship is going to sink. Let me say it again. Don't let the storm get into you. Otherwise, your ship is going to sink. What you must keep your eyes on the goodness of God. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Ah! I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And that should be your posture while you're going through what you're going through. Hallelujah. You know, there are sometimes adversity comes to us because of the the word of the lord to us you know i think of a, a, a situation where an angel came to a young girl and told the young girl that you are going to become pregnant her name is mary or her name was mary you are going to become pregnant with the seed of god and when mary accepted that divine assignment and that divine responsibility and became pregnant the trouble that followed it. So there are sometimes when obeying God will open the door for certain situations to happen. I gave you the example of the disciples of Jesus who obeyed Jesus and, and entered the boat way to roll over, I mean to cross over to the other side, and then a storm met them. Here, Mary said, Be it unto me according to your word. And trouble came on her. We said, What trouble? She was engaged to be married. And then she told her fiancé, Joseph, that she was pregnant. Joseph said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Our wedding is just in a few months' time. And you are saying you are pregnant. By who? He said, by the Holy Ghost. Joseph said, come on. Come on, go and tell someone. I mean, what, what's that? Who has ever heard that the Holy Ghost made anybody pregnant? What kind of thing is that? And the Bible said that Joseph was ma making up his mind, making a decision to break the relationship and let her off privately. He didn't want to, you know, disgrace her publicly. He, he said, I'm going to, you know, just end this thing. I don't need this in my life. What kind of thing is this? So imagine Mary, when she had that conversation with Joseph, and Joseph said, I don't believe what you're saying. I don't know what, I don't understand what you're saying. Imagine how Mary felt. Imagine, you know, at the end of their visit, Mary is going home. Imagine that night. How Mary felt. I'm losing the man that I love. The man that I'm supposed to marry. How, how am I going to explain it to everybody? You know, that the relationship is over. 
and you know, I'm pregnant by God. What kind of, you know, sometimes the word of the Lord, the assignment of God can create a, temp a, a temporary adversity situation. But for, they, for, for Mary, Mary held on to the word of the Lord. And guess what? Mary was honored. When Mary carried that pregnancy and gave birth to that baby, the Bible said, you know, even wise men from the east came. Wise men from the east came with lots of, lots of treasures to, to greet the baby king that was born. There was so much, there was so much, there was so much wealth and treasure that was brought to Mary that they lived off what was given to them for a very, very long time. Until probably Joseph passed away. We don't know what happened to Joseph. The Bible doesn't tell us much about Joseph. But there was promotion and an honor bestowed on Mary. They got riches. They got wealth. They got increase. I'm saying to you, every adversity has promotion behind it. Every adversity. So, so whatever it is you're going through today, you may be in a situation that is creating you stress. Don't let, let stress, you know, Instead, ask God, what is the blessing in this adversity? What is the blessing behind, behind this adversity? This adverse situation, this you know, uncomfortable situation I'm going through, what is the blessing? And then hold on to that blessing. Lock into it because the goodness of God is coming to you through that blessing. The goodness of God is coming to you. If you expect the goodness of God, you will see it. But if you don't expect the goodness of God, that adversity will make you bitter. That adversity will make you angry. That adversity will make you have high blood pressure. Anxious, you are not able to sleep at night. Sick, tired, whatever. But if you are dealing with that adversity the right way, it produces energy because you know that a blessing is coming. A blessing is coming. Hallelujah. So, so let me round up tonight by encouraging you. I don't know what you're going through, but there's a promotion. There's a lifting. There's a lifting. There's a lifting. There's a blessing that God has for you in this same very situation. You will get it. You will get it. God bless you. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus for my hearers. For people who are going through whatever it is that they're going through. I speak strength to their inner man. I speak that their eyes of understanding may be enlightened. That they can see the purpose of God. They can see the hand of God. They can see what God is doing, not what the enemy is doing. The enemy may want to use this to destroy them, to create pain, to create, to create anxiety. But today, I'm praying for them that they see what you are able to do in this adverse situation. They're able to see the blessing behind the, all of the things that they're going through. As you blessed David, as you blessed Joseph, as you blessed Mary. Lord, bless my hearer today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week.